0: Welcome to the you School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. Well, hey, everybody. This is Scott Schimmel. I'm the uh, president and chief guide of the U-School and also the host of this podcast. Today, I'm excited because we've got a real-life teacher and educator, Travis Sevilla. And Travis, um, you and I know each other from work at Canyon Crest Academy, which is a school, public school in San Diego in this town called Carmel Valley. Uh, but I know that's not where you got your start. So maybe you can just give us a little roadmap of what your career has been like as an educator to get us started.
1: Yeah. Um, well, so I I started off teaching. I guess if I look back long enough, um, I was teaching rock climbing to people when I was younger. Huh. Um, didn't really put two and two together till much later that you know all my years of teaching people how to do things was actually helping me become a teacher, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is kind of strange. Yep. But uh, a number of years ago now, I don't know, a long time ago now, um, I went to art school at Art Center and Otis College of Art and Design in Los Angeles and. Mm-hmm. From there I got a, a full ride to grad program at UC Irvine um, and it was at UC Irvine when I first started student teaching uh, hmm. as, a, as a graduate teaching assistant and then uh, stayed on there for a couple of years teaching and then got hired at the Brentwood School in Los Angeles and wow, taught there with my with my wife mm-hmm. um, and then I ran a children's art studio so I taught kind of a private after-school program for, hmm. for kids for art for about two years and then um, moved down to San Diego uh, and started working for High Tech High. Okay. San Marcos. Yep. Worked there for a number of years and then found my way chasing my wife basically because she works at Cannon Crest as well. I mm-hmm. uh, found my way at Cannon Crest about four years ago now so it's been kind of fun and I, I also work with San Diego State and I, I help new teachers get their credentials there. And oh no. Way. Occasionally get to guest lecture at Cal State San Marcos so just kind of. Teaching when, whenever I can.
0: Yeah. Well, the reason I wanted to have you on the show is uh, one, I like you, so that helps. But two, <laughs> uh, I've dropped by your class before, and specifically, I remember you shared with me one time that you uh, you lead a session on meditation with your students, and, and I immediately thought, on one hand, no way, that's cool. Uh, another hand, uh, I want to see it because I've heard I've heard parents, friends of mine, when meditation is brought into schools, or yoga is brought into public schools, like some alarm bells go up. And, um, and I wanted to see what, what you do. And I came in and watched and experienced that and participate with students. And not just, it's an overused phrase blown away, but I was blown away, not because you're doing something so outside the box, but because of how effective it was and how much students engaged. Um, so the theme of this month with, with what we're doing for you schools, wake up. And the idea that you would wake up to reality, that you'd be conscious, that you'd be reflective thinking. And so that's why I wanted to have you on in this month. But maybe you can just walk us through why, why meditation with your students. When, when did you start that? How, how have you gotten to where you're at today?
1: So I started doing meditation with students after about 2011. So in 2011, I was um, applied for and received a fellowship through the Ahimsa Institute on Nonviolence and Education. Out of Cal Poly Pomona, mm-hmm. and uh, spent a summer residency there for a couple of weeks with about forty other teachers, um, learning sort of all about Gandhi and Martin Luther King and mm-hmm. Cesar Chavez Jr. and like you know just kind of the the leaders of sort of nonviolent thought and action, um, and that sort of started me down this path of thinking about how I went about my job as a teacher, mm-hmm. and also how to sort of make the students kind of understand that, you know, all the stuff we're doing in the class is important. Yeah, sure. But that being a good person and kind of being hyper aware of, you know, your own person your own self, your own behavior, your own actions, as well as how you treat others is kind of like a paramount thing and a better skill for them to learn in Hmm. life than anything they're going to learn in my classroom. So I I started um, doing some research and I'd meditated before here and there and started looking into kind of how I could do it. And I wanted to keep it really low-key. So I've been doing it pretty much since then, um, since probably that following so probably like the 2011, yeah. 2012 school years when I started it at High Tech High. And I just started doing like a minute you know, before class started. Mm. Um, you know, Obviously, there's tons of neuroscience to back up. Yeah. Right? We should do it in terms of student focus and all yeah. this stuff. Um, I don't really put a, a very, well, you've been in there. I don't put a very religious bent on it or anything like right. that. It's, it's really just, uh, strictly to get them to be able to kind of focus their attention on anything in and, and, and this case, mm. you know, just their breathing mm. for a couple of minutes um, to kind of eschew all the noise and mm-hmm. digital devices and, which is always a challenge in my classroom because they're in front of computers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, and, I, and I noticed really positive results right away. Uh, from like what? Just, just right away in, in, yeah, it's almost an, an uncanny calm like you know the kids will come into the classroom they'll be kind of talking and rowdy and this mm-hmm. kind of thing and we'll do that and then right away the energy in the room changes and it's it's not that mm-hmm. it deadens or it gets too quiet or anything like that it's just that i can tell everyone kind of had a little quick reset yeah um and then it helped helped the class kind of move forward and then as i kind of got better at helping guide students through that process and kind of explaining why what we're doing why we're doing it um how they can kind of focus their intentions and their attention mm. on like whether it's their breath or what have you um we do it now for longer so i usually start with around a minute or two with a new class and i going to work our way up so now we're, we're my advanced classes we do about a five minute one okay um every day and then with my other classes we do about three minutes so it's not a ton of time but it's yeah. just enough um and i get feedback from the students at every quarter and every semester because i ask for it mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that I've consistently seen since I've started doing this back in 2011 um, is that most of the kids really appreciate the meditations and they're like, you know, don't change that. Mm. If you're going to change anything, don't yeah. change that. Um, and I've had different comments from kids saying, you know, that's literally the only time that, it's, that they're in quiet mm. um, and able yep. to kind of like focus on on things. So that's kind of how it started. And, and now it's just something that we kind of do. I, I can't imagine really not doing it I get, I get right. like, upset if I forget you know <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> well that's that's one of the yeah right that's one of the things I think that I observed just to myself after coming in to participate in your class is like I actually can't imagine af- after having experienced that with your students I can't imagine a class skipping that silent time of meditation <laughs> yeah, because it was palpable that sense yeah. of peace and calm and connectedness and and again re- referencing that research on neuroscience of what happens to your brain which I, I am fascinated to read but I think just from a common sense perspective you're trying to you're trying to teach art and yeah. behind art is creativity and how can you be creative if there's a lot of noise going on in your brain just yeah, doesn't
1: it's a, it's an interesting challenge. Um, you know, my, my own brain is constantly going about 70,000 miles a minute. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to calm myself down yeah. mentally. I'm always, you know, too many irons in the fire and, and teaching is always like, you know, add 50 more irons to that fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely something that that helps me get them focused on like the task at hand, whether that's to mm-hmm. you know, collaborate and be creative on a design project or Mm-hmm. about something they're working on individually but yeah it definitely helps with that reset and kind of get gets them more aware of how they're feeling right then in the moment mm-hmm. and then be able to kind of focus for that 90 minutes we get together.
0: Um, I'm just curious have you ever had misunderstanding by colleagues or parents or questions that are asked?
1: Honestly no um, I've been really lucky in that sense um, you know I've had a handful of students that you know over the years that won't participate or they'll just sit quietly but they won't yeah. necessarily try to do the breathing and things like that. And mm-hmm. I figure worst case scenario, they get to sit quietly for a couple of minutes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> plugged into their phones or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, it's something at back to school night, it's one of the first things I talk about. I just kind of mentioned that I do it and mm-hmm. I have some some literature on my website that I post for parents and students that they can look at that just kind of mm-hmm. talks about why it's good um, for their students to do. And, you know, and on the whole, it's it's been overwhelmingly positive feedback from the from the parents and the and the students. Yeah. Um, well, wow. I think you know the the school we're a fairly high achieving, high mm-hmm. stress environment, and so I think anything that we can do to kind of lower that stress on the kids, the, the parents are kind of on board. So, well, wow. yeah, I've been really fortunate to knock on wood to not have to fight any battles for that. And yeah. again, it's not a mandatory thing. I don't make anybody do it. It's just kind of inviting them to do it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, if you don't want to just sit quietly and think about your day or whatever, mm-hmm. but the, most of the kids start to kind of, kind of figure it out. And the longer we go, usually when mm-hmm. we get over two minutes, it really starts to work uh, better and better.
0: So if you can ma- wave your magic wand, would you, would you want all, all teachers, every classroom, every period to do? Uh, the- yeah, the- absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think. You know i, I don't know, you know obviously t- different teachers are, are at different comfort levels with that kind of stuff um mm-hmm. and you know that would that would take some kind of some influencing over the long haul to kind of get all the teachers to kind of want to buy in but yeah if i could just wave the wand and just have everyone do a 10 minute meditation to start every class yeah you know, it would yeah be pretty insane or if there was just a a period through the day where it's like you know maybe it's not every class but you know every day it's whatever 10 o'clock there's a 10 minute meditation Ooh. Where everybody stops what they're doing wow. and we just the whole school meditates you wow know? i mean something like that could be pretty intense wow and pretty powerful but uh i don't know that, that that's you know in the cards but it would be yeah if i could yeah wait one, I and i'm not a real woo-woo person so it's i hmm. think that also helps with the people not feeling skeptical of what why i'm doing it
0: but yeah yeah that's what, i mean that's my feedback to you the tone that you bring and and the, the presence that you have it's it's definitely not off-putting for sure it's inviting and trust you i mean you just engender trust and so if anyone's gonna i guess i guess that's actually one of the reasons i wanted to bring you on this and talk about that is let's highlight that let's let's see what we can do together to convince other people parents teachers educators to explore that And I, and i think to your point it's it's because of research in my, and so this is my perspective because of research, because of the literature that's come out around mindfulness and meditation in the past few years, it's no longer this woo-woo thing. It's, yeah. um, I mean, it, yeah, it can be, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's mainstream. It's proven. It's every discipline. It's the science guys now saying that you should do this. It's oh, not yeah. just this fluffy thing.
1: Yeah. And it's, um, it's interesting too, to, to try to explain to people that, that, that mindfulness is really about being sort of hyper aware, um, mm. you know, whether that's on your breath or, you know, hyper aware of the thoughts that you're having, so that you can have that thought and then, you know, not ruminate on it, which is yep.
0: not be know, hooked by saying.
1: it. You know, it's like yeah, you're just not you're not haunted by it. As soon as you recognize that you're having that feeling or that thought, it, it kind of can't stay. And I mm-hmm. think that's that's something that's really helpful once the kids kind of really figure that out, hmm. um, you know, because they're, they're they are in a lot of stress. They're in a weird time in life and they're trying to figure it all out. they have got all the pressures from all the different directions. And so sometimes when they can just kind of acknowledge like oh, mm-hmm. how I'm feeling right now, just mm-hmm. touch in and then go about their, their day with a little bit more kind of calm and, and focus. It's, I think the net positive, even at the most small level, you know, <laughs> if it's right. an infinitesimal amount of help, it's like that still helps. Yes. It's-
0: one minute of investment, three minutes yeah. of investment can
1: do yes. lots
0: yeah. of good.
1: That's, that's, yeah. For me, it's worth it. You know, if I could take 10 more minutes out of the day, I would, but yeah, know, like five minutes is nothing to give up in a class time. Hmm. So, so it's not giving up. I'm actually benefiting from it because then they're more focused. They're happier. Wow. They're happy to be there. Well wow. it's, it's a win-win.
0: Reminds me of advice I got about, we have three kids at home. So uh, I'm sure you've seen this too, like, like it's spending, sorry. 30 seconds hugging your kid in the morning could do a lot yeah. in the afternoon <laughs> yeah. in terms of their behavior and their connection to you and feeling just yeah. deactivated and calm. And, but it's hard. It's hard to do that. I get that.
1: Always wild.
0: <laughs> yes. Right. Well, um, wrap it up this, this idea of being wide awake and waking up and what's, what do you feel like is maybe next for you or, or what's an invitation you're sensing for yourself to be more aware, more awake, more hyper aware.
1: Uh, I mean, for me, I, you know, obviously, I, I would love to be even more disciplined on my own time about meditation. You know, obviously, that's something that I do at school all day. But um, I don't mm-hmm. do it as much, as much as I should probably at home. Um, so I definitely focus on that. But no, for me, I'm just trying to be as, as in, intentional as possible as I can in teaching so that I can stay fresh mm-hmm. in teaching. Um, I am somebody that gets bored easily. So I have to kind of constantly be doing <laughs> things. So for me, it's, it's like trying to, Trying to make it a fulfilling experience all the time um, i think helping the school on the wellness committee trying to kind of mm-hmm. adopt new things and and mm-hmm. you know try to push towards a school community that, that maybe does want to all meditate all the time or yeah. whatever yeah those are, those are all things that are really um, exciting for me and then you know as an educator obviously doing as many real cool fun projects with real mm-hmm. clients out there and getting people mm-hmm. to be excited about they're making things or doing things or thinking differently I think that's kind of really exciting for me so those are always big ones and then of course for me brazilian jiu-jitsu because i love doing that so
0: oh cool that's awesome so if you see travis in a dark alleyway do not confront him that's what you're saying yeah, no, you might be calm in the classroom yeah, exactly.
1: that keeps me very calm in my free time not not trying not to get strangled by my friends.
0: <laughs> Travis, thanks, thanks for uh, being a friend, for being on the show and, and for what you're doing. I, I hope my kids would have teachers like you that um, are helping them be aware and awake. So many blessings to you and, and a lot of gratitude. Thanks a lot, Scott. Yep. Hey, thanks for joining us for the Use School Podcast. We wanted to let you know that we have a new free mini course that's available for you. It's called The Real Me Course. It's available on our website. Go to theuschool.com forward slash register. Create an account and you'll see the Real Me course available for you for free. Within three quick exercises, you can get clear about your identity, about who you are, and what matters to you. Let us guide you through video and through interactive prompts for you to figure out and get clear about your real story. So go to theusechool.com and thanks for joining us today.